0: At the end of Chips vendors, we tried to find a, a Chips wrap, which we couldn't do. But in between now and then, ChatGPT exists, so we are going to live ask to make some bars and you will hear me rap. This is this the most embarrassing <laughs> thing I've done on this podcast? Snoop Dogg in the house and coming real snicks talking about semiconductors, baby, get with it. Silicon and germanium, they make my flow sick. Electrons moving like they supposed to. They don't miss. Drop it like it's. Hot, <laughs> it like it's hot, powering out my circus, baby, make them vulpins drop. So a month ago, we had the Chips Avengers. We're here now today with the Substack Semi-Scrappers, Dylan Patel of Semi-Analysis, Dogo Lachlan of Fabricated Knowledge, and yours truly, who also runs a Substack called China Talk Chinatalk.media. I write things once, twice a week. You should all subscribe. I know some of you don't. Change that. Um... Today, we are having a special edition year in review of Semiconductors, a like countdown top 10 show as if we were debating, you know, your favorite movies or TV shows, except with Chips News. So, um, Dylan, Doug, welcome to China Talk. Um, By the way, they both host a podcast themselves called Transistor Radio, which you guys should all check out. Let's start from the bottom. Dylan,
1: what made it on your list? One of my top things that happened this year was what happened with Samsung in regards to their culture and their technology, right? So Samsung's been a leader in the industry. Um, They've done this through, you know, making really big bets and following through and executing. Um, Over the last few years, especially the culture of the company has continued the, you know, let's make big bets. Um, And they followed through, but they haven't been able to execute. Now, these decisions might have not been the best engineering decisions, but they were made at the top of the company. Um, and then driven down the stack, which is very, you know, Samsung Chable kind of, you know, culture. And so I think, you know, the the one of the biggest stories of the year is that Samsung, you know, lost the lead in, in DRAM memory and NAND memory, and uh, they're falling even further behind TSMC and, in, in, you know, Logic Foundry. So they've, they've lost a lot of uh, their technical competence that had them at the top of the world of the semiconductor industry, as well as, you know, generally in technology, and they've fallen behind in those regards. And you know, they're still a massive company, they'll still be successful, but they're not quite the titan they were, you know, even a handful of a few years ago. And in in, in China talk where where Jordan hosts guests that talk about Korea, we just we, I just want to point out one other thing, which is, you know, the, the, the Korean, the Samsung chairman sort of was in jail for drug abuse and he got put out. Right. He got released. And so, um, you know, part of that part of it is, you know, they they sort of were in a state of paralysis or inaction. You know, making big bets, and now you know he's going through and saying, you know, trying to, trying to make some crazy acquisitions of companies. Um, you know, at least they're hosting talks about this behind the doors, and then you know maybe that's why the cartel is broken. He's like, no, you know, I'm the chairman. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take share because we're just gonna keep spending instead of you know being in this happy cartel where everyone makes money.
0: Um. So my number three was Intel. Pat came in February 2021. And, you know, basically through reading your two newsletters, I got a little excited. Um, Maybe there was a pathway that we could have this, you know, real rejuvenation. And I think um, sort of your coverage has really convinced me that the prospects of that happening are a lot lower than maybe people had hoped for um, two years ago. So I'll leave the deep analysis to you guys. But um, uh, what do you all think happened? over the past few years? I,
1: I don't think what's happening now is actually his fault, um, to be very clear, right? He, he The 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 products they're releasing today um, are, you know, technical debt from, you know, 16, 17, 18, not, not sort of what he's kicked off and what he's been able to change. You know, the only, only effect he would possibly have is, you know, morale and maybe, you know, exiting some businesses and, you know, sort of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, the strategy of investing more in fabs but, you know, the, 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 the truth of the matter is, like, this probably would have started happening in 2020, um, but then COVID happened, and so there was a huge surge in demand, yeah. at least for their actual business. So, you know, the, the business probably would have imploded in 21 if it yeah. weren't for, you know, PCs going crazy and data centers going crazy. Um, but, you know, the, they've, they've really, you know, to clear up, you know, all the technical debt on the process technology side, right, on, on you know, catch up to TSMC and Samsung, for example right that that takes till twenty four or twenty five right that is that is regardless of what you know and that's optimistically they execute so you know it, it you know Intel's in a horrible place and it's actually going to get worse next year um but the you know there, there's there's you know there's still reasons to be hopeful you know how much of Uncle Sam's money can they get to tied to tied tied to that point and actually you know Europe's as well but you know we'll we'll, we'll see but I, you know they're not in a good place and you know the the effects of sort of the new management team aren't really fully felt on the technical products as much as they are the culture, um, which there are positive and negative things about, you know, the new. Great. Dylan, what's your number four? So my, my next one would be, uh, you know, China being the world leader in NAND process technology. So, you know, everybody focuses on logic process technology all the time, right? What's the smallest nanometer? What's seven nanometer, five nanometer, three nanometer, so on and so forth. But you know, just you know, almost just as critical to the world is is memory, right? And and one of the two major types of memory NAND, China has created and shipped the highest density NAND in the world, you know, full stop. They are, that that is retail purchasable today, um, which is YMTC's two hundred and thirty two layer NAND. And this isn't like you know, oh, they 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 stole technology, or oh, they hired TSMC's you know head of R and D and and did this, right? This is yes, they did poach some folks. But actually, most of this was a lot of this was domestic effort, right? So, you know, people who who say China can't catch up, China won't be able to catch up, you know, you know, not being able to purchase tools and sanctions withholding, they absolutely can catch up and exceed Western technology. Now, the yield isn't as good as some Western companies or not Western, but, you know, uh, Asian as well, non, non-Chinese companies like like Japanese and Korean. Um, So the yield isn't as good, Um, you know, they they still have to ramp it to a huge volume, but the fact that they, you can purchase this on the open market, people purchase it on the open market, done teardowns, founded in SSDs is huge, right? You know, so it's just a testament to, you know, the semiconductor industry is not, you know, a, you know, a a brick wall. No, actually they broke through that brick wall in in, in places and they will break through, you know, China China will break through the brick wall in every place
0: because they have amazing engineers. Dog. Number three, what do you got?
2: Arm is suing Qualcomm for the Nuvia licenses that they're using and essentially saying that that is a breach of their contract and that they need to essentially renegotiate these contracts at a higher level. Dylan probably has the better like technical overview, but that's that's my gist is essentially Arm is saying, no, that doesn't fly. You have to do another. uh, You have to. You have to pay us more essentially. And they and they want they want Qualcomm to pay them more, probably because Qualcomm is one of the largest users of ARM in the world. And what I think is really interesting about that is it's not just the Qualcomm and ARM. It's more about what is happening in the ARM ecosystem. Because the ARM ecosystem is in kind of a weird place. It's been it's been like a really awesome time for the ARM ecosystem, whenever under uh underneath the uh underneath SoftBank, because SoftBank was like, sure reinvest in this business don't make any money we want you we want we want the arm ecosystem to take over the world and do really good in data center and then what happened is when Softbank tried to sell arm to Nvidia and then eventually obviously that deal went through it kind of froze arms like in the entire arm pipeline for like a year during a very critical time especially for the data center and um, when the deal fell through they instantly had to lay off fifteen percent uh, of the people when the deal was happening they couldn't give any price raises a lot of people left like it really put up it put the future of arm into the most flux it's been in a long time. And then the second it was over, uh, Arm is like, okay, well, now we're gonna have to be our own company. We're not making enough money for this. So they, they literally turn around and they go hit up one of their largest customers to get paid more. And so I think that really takes away from the spirit of the Arm ecosystem and also kind of kills some of like like the growth and potential momentum in the ecosystem itself. And I think that the ARM Qualcomm deal is actually a symptom of the malaise that is happening within the ARM ecosystem. And I think it makes me a little bit more bearish about the future. Now, to be clear, I think the Neoverse platform is going to be really well adopted. Our, you know, the hyperscalers are still in-housing their stuff. But the long-term viability of Arm feels more in doubt than it used to be and I think Risk 5 really does feel like it has a much better chance. And if you're on the fence about Arm versus Risk 5, the Qualcomm, the Qualcomm like um what is the word? Like the extortion there really pushes you to to Risk 5. And I think that that's like that's like one of the bigger things that happened this year because it's it's like more industry level of like where Arm is at and I think that's really interesting. That is it changed my view of the healthiness of the Arm ecosystem. Um, I don't know about you guys. I would love to hear your take on it, Dylan, um, because I just thought it was interesting.
1: Sure. So, I mean, I could bore you with the technical details of the lawsuit. I went through all, you know, all of the filings and I made an article about each one of those. Uh, but that's not really relevant, right? It's, you know, what's important is, you know, you know, which, as you mentioned, right, Arm needed to be profitable, needed to be a sustainable company to IPO. It can't be. Okay, how do they how do they extract this money? Oh, by the way, you know two of the three biggest companies out there using ARM technology, Apple and Nvidia, have the best deals ever. Right, Nvidia has a twenty year deal, and Apple deal terms are unknown. But they basically founded the company uh, back in the Acorn Computing days, not exactly, but you know. Um, so so they also have an amazing deal. So then you know who, who's next? Where do I get money from to fund this? Um, and their their whole thought process seems to be we own the smartphone market. Let's extract margin. Out of the smartphone market, we've given away technology for at cost basically for years. Um, So, so a few things, right? You know, hey, start paying us more. They've been raising the royalty fees on cores and so on and so forth. um, Every generation. The next thing is they've been, you know, they're suing Qualcomm to try and make them, you know, you know, go through what what they probably are correct, right? They're legally probably are going to win this case or could win this case. But the damage is, you know, four years of lawsuit discovery, you know, every every bad thing possible in the at risk five ecosystem sort of accelerating so fast because of this. Um, So, you know, they they could, you know, they very likely could be correct in their lawsuit. Um, They have the rights to do that. But, you know, the optics of it are so bad. Um, and then, and then, you know, they're doing some shady stuff, allegedly, um, very allegedly people have only said this in person and no one else will put it in writing, but you know, they're telling other customers of arm CPUs in the mobile world that you have to license our GPU. Um, they're telling, you know, which is gonna, you know, instead of using, you know, if you're not, if you're not using your own, right. Um, you can't use, you know, another company like imaginations. Um, you, you know, they're, they're telling companies, you know, all sorts of very sketch things, if you will. Um, you know, like, hey, OAMs, Qualcomm won't be able to sell you a chip in 2025 unless they sign this deal. So you might as well start using another customer, um, another ARM company. They, you know, these sorts of things are being reverberated through the ecosystem, and it's like you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot. I'm sure you'll extract a bit more money, but you're gonna you're killing your long term viability. Like, uh, you know, I kind of want to
2: shake like the CEO and be like, "What are you doing? Like, explain to yeah. me your strategy." arm literally went from this like open ecosystem yeah, the best where it's, like, vibes
0: ever literally like the king like the like the king of vibes was just like yes
2: yeah they they went from like hey we're this open open ecosystem we're gonna grow this beautiful garden take over the world it's gonna be great come join us all all you have to pay is a small bit of royalty but like we're gonna be so big so profitable so wonderful so healthy to like mobster breaking your kneecaps you know like and, and and, like the vibe the vibe shift was like two and a half three years, like, right? Like, like, what a one eighty. And so that is just so interesting to me. So the qualcomm arm the Qualcomm arm deal is like part of a bigger a bigger vibe shift that I think is really interesting. and one that I noted, like, I'm like, oh, what the heck arm like things are not things are not cool in this house anymore, like it used to be. So that's why that's why it's like my third, my my number three story. so. Um the yeah. other
1: the other big thing in that is that all you know many of their best engineers have been leaving too. Um because of that pause in the Nvidia sort of uh, acquisition where they didn't, in, didn't didn't do much raises, didn't do much stock comp and now they're you know really clamping down the, on that to be a profitable company so it's yeah like as as Doug was explaining earlier you know the, the long term viability right the, the, you know it is semiconductor so you know all these people leaving you know and being replaced with maybe not as quality people or what have you not going to affect anything for the next couple of years and in technology, but, you know, three to five years from now, you'll be like, oh, wow, what the heck
0: happened? I mean, it's interesting because, uh, you know, there was talk when ARM and NVIDIA was something that was going to happen that this would be, you know, people would be scared of working with them because there wouldn't be like a firewall and people would be sort of worried about, uh, you know, getting, getting too in bed with NVIDIA. But um, we ended up in a different scenario where that didn't happen and you're still facing a lot of problems. Um, uh you guys want to riff on on the uh i don't know if risk five made it on either of your lists but let's uh let's talk a little bit about how um uh how it's been progressing in 2022
1: so so actually that was on my list um and i was just at the risk five conference all week um you know it was great i you know there was there was a press Wait, and what media num- what analyst... number, Dylan? this is important uh this is number two i think i, I you know i can't count so i'm not sure but um, you know, there's, there's, there's very few people there that weren't in the ecosystem, you know, in terms of press and media and so on and analysts. Um, but it was, it was an amazing thing to see, you know, so many, so many different companies. Um, you know, if you think about, you know, big CPU cores, there's, there's four companies developing this with over a hundred million dollars raised and teams that have, you know, crazy pedigrees from, you know, IBM days and sunspark days all the way through to AMD and Intel Sort of, and and so on and so on. You know, all of, you know, people that are you know there. And, you know, w- walking around, it was like half the people knew each other because they used to work at ARM or they worked at an ARM adjacent company. Like it was, it's actually ridiculous. Um, you, you, there's, you know, the the big big numbers or taglines is there's 10 billion Risk Five cores shipped. You know, in the, by, by the beginning part of this year, which you know you're like, where where where? Turns out, you know, in my phone, you probably have an Andy's Bluetooth chip which has like three um and you know i use a qualcomm phone qualcomm's actually been using risk 5 as you know control and security and management and microcontroller that kind of stuff uh for three years now um and, and so many other companies your bluetooth headphones if they're not apple they most likely have risk 5 in them you know it's it's so many random things like that that is you know Heart-wash, you know you don't you don't know it but it's there
0: hard drives i mean it's it's funny i remember talking like two years ago to someone that the risk five foundation paid to like do a market study. And I was like, like, I looked at his bull case. I'm like, where's like network effects in here? Cause like, I feel like this could go even better than what you're thinking. And he's like, maybe I don't like, we just kind of like did some linear stuff. But I mean, we're, we're really um, it's, it's, it's really been remarkable uh, just how, how, how fast this has spread. And, you know, part of it is, is, is arm struggles, but I think it's also, it was a collective action problem where um, you've just gotten more and more folks to, to buy in. Well,
2: my favorite part about this is like, uh, talk about a vibe shift, you know? Like, we're, if it, like, like, it really does seem like risk five, just like, I mean, there's been momentum and everyone's been talking about risk five, risk five, risk five. And like, to be clear, those 10 billion cores are definitely lower part of the value chain. So it, it is very like a very small part of the market but, like, it really does feel like the exponent of increase is really happening right now. And so this is semiconductors. In three to five years, all of a sudden, we're going to start to hear some big design changes that really kind of shift into the, into risk V's favor. But um, all of this kind of is happening at the same time that ARM is imploding. So, or not imploding, but, you know, like, are facing challenges. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a story. It's uh, not on my top list, but I thought it was really interesting. And I like, I like... I like love to hear the energy that's happening in the, in the industry. So, and yeah, I, I'm jealous of you getting to go to the risk five, uh, summit, but it seems like, it seems like it's really alive and like people are designing there in a way that, you know, the X86 and our ecosystem aren't really seeing it all. So there's, there's energy.
1: The, the one other thing I want to, you know, note is, you know, I I was always in the camp of, oh, it's 10 years away. It's 10 years away from, you know, anything, you know, really like user facing, right? Think, think your smartphone, think your, think your, think a data center. Um, there, there's going to be smartphone chips that release next year with Risk Five in China, and the year after that in the rest of the world. Um, and, and Android is completely por- going to be ported, and you know there's no problem with you know application compatibility for in many, many, many cases. Um, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts how how fast this is going to happen. There's going to be there's a, there's a Risk Five core that is you know is taped out and it's going to ship next year, late next year, that is on the performance level. Of AMD's, you know, last generation Milan, right? So next generation is Genoa, last generation is Milan, which is hey, by the way, you know, like two generations above what Intel's shipping today. So you know, it's it's, it's absurd, and and it's actually real; it's there. So it's you know, it's it's so exciting. And I'm you know, I went from it's the next decade to, yeah, it's going to be in smartphones and it's going to be in servers in five years.
2: Dog number two, uh, my number two is uh, the semiconductor cycle itself, uh, because this cycle has been really fun for me at least uh like student history definitely like more on the business side of things but um this one is the realest cycle we've had since '09, essentially and '09, like the 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 demand the demand dynamics were much worse um obviously we don't know like we're still in this like will they won't they of like a global recession or not but it definitely um this cycle has been really interesting and obviously for me the second biggest story of the year um I think the I think this will be like like if you've been following the industry, the cycles have been getting better and better over time, as in like less intense, less crazy, less like massive over inventory, um, less supply driven. But like this cycle on the upside was extremely almost like like beautiful for in terms of demand, like the ultimate up cycle and then we have we are we're not having like the ultimate down cycle like this is not the 1990s but we're having a meaningful down cycle and and obviously like not addressing the fact that this cycle is about as intense as um it, or will probably be as as intense as 09 without anywhere near the the like end market intense like destruction i think that makes it the number 2 like uh the, the number 2 story of this year and so, yeah, the inventory cycle that we're currently going through, that is my my number two, um, my number two story. So I don't know if I don't know. I feel like that's like almost a lame answer, but I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Like it's a it's a heckin' cycle. That's for sure. Dylan,
0: this is a you question. Not a-
1: oh, Jordan, you don't love you don't love the intricacies of inventory cycles. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. Um so, I mean, it, it's, it's huge. The only, you know, the, the really interesting things to just see is like, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, you know, actively investing in such in the, in the back in the days following the semiconductor industry, but always from like a consumer standpoint of like, I like new GPUs, I like new CPUs. But, you know, back back in the last cycle of 2009, uh, eight, but, you know, what, what now when I, lo- you know, if I read history, if I look at articles, the, 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 the vibe difference, right? You know, so the word of the podcast is vibes is, you know, I went from like shortage, 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 shortage to like, oh, surplus, right? Like in in snap of a finger, right? I mean, you know, Doug and I, maybe we were screaming it for a little bit just because we follow the stocks and such, but like, most people, you know, I still got people like, people in the industry or engineers that are like, oh, it's still a shortage. I'm like, no, dude, there is no shortage, buddy. Uh, There is a little bit, but you know, um, it's, it's, you know, you still see some people, you know, today asking about shortage and then, your your uncle also who was asking you about the shortage now asks you about the surplus. Um and to, and if you should sell all his stocks, you know. Yeah, so these sorts of crazy things. I think it's it's a it's a hilarious uh, shift in the general public.
0: So one question yeah. for both of you guys is like you know, in twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one, we had these enor- and you know, part first half of twenty twenty-two even, we had these enormous announcements of CapEx um from the major manufacturers around the world in both memory and logic. Um what what are what's going to happen to those numbers in the coming years they're going down uh,
2: <laughs> um so i i'll start first i guess it's like so the capex that's, that that got delivered in 2020 and 2021 is still being like i mean i oh well, i wouldn't say still being deployed but it's still the supply is still coming online and utilization essentially was at the highest it's ever been in the entire history of of the semiconductor industry so yes the upcycle was really intense and it was longer than average as well um the down cycle itself, one of the things that's really interesting is if you look at the 2018 cycle in memory, um, it was really tepid. And I think that many investors, myself included, uh, had a belief that because of the memory oligopoly, things would be a little like chiller from here, if that makes sense. And now we're after like two quarters of like down 30% pricing or something like that. We're like, oh no, this is still just as intense as it used to be. And it, I really feel like that um, kind of has has broken the belief of, cyclicality getting a little better and and maybe maybe that's maybe this cycle's down is mostly because of how up it was you know and putting that into context will maybe maybe alleviate how ridiculously cyclical it is or like make you appreciate the down cycle but yeah what's also weird is you know even right now we're talking about an over like an over inventory there are still segments of the industry that is in undersupply which is or no like yeah where it's like we cannot get enough 8-bit mcus and, and maybe that's maybe if uh because i only did four i'm gonna actually insert one like i feel like the leading edge aspect of this cycle was really interesting where the the leading edge became really really sexy again and really needed and under invested and that is something that's definitely changed for, for the for example this entire inventory correction is mostly happening on like the leading edge but there are still some stuff in the lagging edge which is like these really old like hundred nanometer uh chips that are just completely out of demand or like out of out of supply. They're like still, even now, they're like, yeah, we still can't get enough of these. So I think that's really interesting and something that's different. So Dylan, we'll love to hear your takes on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh we're we're on the same page here, although, you know, it's gonna go down. I mean it is already going down, right? And 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 this was, you know, alluding to number four or kind of pointed this out a few weeks ago as well, with, you know, Samsung is is blowing up the memory oligopoly. Everyone else is cutting. You know, Micron said we're going to cut our our equipment by fifty percent. SK Hynix said you know similar similar stuff. Um, and then Samsung's like ah we're going to increase it. Screw it. <laughs> um, so but but so so the 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 it kind of leads into number one, which is yes, it's going to be down. It has to be down. Uh, oh, but wait, actually, wait. you know the the politicalization of the semiconductor industry means that you know there are subsidies and there is going to be spending, right? And so you know it might not be down as much as we think.
0: Okay. So before we get into that, um, i have to say my, uh, my, my uh, semiconductor cycle story. So my grandfather was, uh, ran a trade magazine for the industry in the 50s and 60s. And the sort of family lore was that he would like, you know, when the cycle was down, he would let you know, all the US firms buy ads on loan um, it was that bad and they would like hit it. They would like hit him back with like two X, you know, six months or a year or two years later. So, um, uh, Doug, this absolutely has been something going on for you know generations now. And, uh, it's hysterical that, um, you know, d- demand forecasting is, is, is still to 70 years later. Like, um, you know, as far from a science as you can, as you can it's
2: imagine. It's better to be clear. It is so much better. I have been doing a lot of history work this last year, just like obviously just like trying to get context of cycles. And like, man, some of the cycles back in the day, you're like, uh, what the hell is going on? Like, I think the the late 90s, like the 97 cycle for memory was insane. Like, I think they had a 70% drawdown and then like another 20%. So like like memory pricing went down like 85%. Like, how do you plan a business on that? And while the pricing is going down, they're, in, they're increasing supply the entire time. You're like, what the heck is happening so so the context of history makes you appreciate how much better this is but yes it is still cyclical and it will probably always be still cyclical so um but yeah i'm it's been it's been really crazy but i, I guess that's also what makes it fun to cover the industry at least for me for the business perspective like you know there's always something going on you have to pay attention so
0: so dylan your number one is also my number one um I don't know if like Chipsack's export controls. I think is kind of like two sides of the same coin. Um, so... I, I, I
1: think I think there's a third. Yeah, there's a third one in there that I was going to lead this off with, which is you know I think and this and I, I can only you know guess, but I think this is what finally got the U.S. to be like, oh crap, which was a SMIC seven nanometer. Um, and you know maybe if you look at the exact technical specifications, it's more like an eight. A- um, You know, but, you know, anyways, it was really, it's really, really cool and amazing that they were able to achieve that. Um, and so, you know, I think that might be what lit the fire of, of actually, you know, partially the CHIPS Act, because, you know, one day Chuck Schumer said SMIC achieved seven nanometer. Um on the Capitol Hill and he cited Bloomberg instead of my article, which posted it first, but you know, I'm not salty. Um <laughs> uh, and then and then, you know, the Chips Act passed, and then you know, the sanctions came down. And so, you know, all of this stuff, you know, you, you can give the background, but I think I think that's sort of almost the big lead up to it all.
2: Yeah, that's my number one too, by the way. Like essentially this whole the whole thing, like the yeah, it's it's number one.
0: So um I mean, the, the, the sort of confluence of forces that led to the chip sacks and the export controls, I think you can you can expand it. I think the SMIC 7 nanometer story was enormous. And there's also been reporting subsequent that this was something that really helped get the ball moving in the interagency with regards to um, export control. Um, you had the chip shortage, right, uh, which was something which, like, you know, just like got in like COVID and supply chains in general, which like the, the, the line wasn't like very clear to like the Chips Act being something to solve that. But I think it was a um, uh, it was just like something in the in the in the atmosphere that um, led sort of voters and their representatives to be more amenable to this sort of stuff. And um, of course, you just had Taiwan tension and the fear of something happening, setting us back, you know, not to the Stone Age, but like decades in terms of where um, you know what our lives would look like without um, access to the Taiwanese semiconductor ecosystem, I w- uh, woke a lot of people up as uh, U.S. and China U.S. China relations really fell off a cliff over the past um, uh, over the past few years. So, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot this year on the podcast. But uh, uh, Dylan, Doug, other uh, sort of thoughts, reflections on um, uh, on sort of what this means for the future of the, of the industry. I, I think, you know, the the biggest
1: headline is it's not limited to the semiconductor industry. It's not limited to A.I. This is, you know, in my opinion, this is now economic war, economic cold war. You know, there's a decoupling and so on and so forth. I mean, even today, there were new sanctions, you know, that we, we didn't have the chance to, you know, dig through fully deeply yet. Uh, you know, we, but I'm sure Jordan will go through them. I'm sure Doug will go through them and I'll go through them. But, you know, there's you know, it's 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 the start of, you know, more and more and more escalation. I think that is the biggest, you know, chip year in, year in review. Now, this is just like the world economy year in review. The, the decoupling is real. I mean, maybe you could argue it started with Huawei, but now it's like China, you cannot have lithography tools. China, you cannot have deposition tools. China, you cannot have AI chips. Oh, by the way, this is everything that the economy is going to be, you know, of, of economic growth, future of it. A lot of it is that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a straight up, you know, cold war now. And, and so that's, that's my, you know, that's my
0: biggest, you know, takeaway from this year. So we're, you know, we're yeah. recording this on December 15th and, um, just a few days ago, or I guess yesterday, Reuters reported that, um, you know, China was considering a $132 billion subsidy program for, um, for its domestic ecosystem. So, you know, it's not like either side is going to be putting the knives away anytime soon, because this is downstream of the political relationship which you know is a function of sort of where uh where she has been where he's likely to go which is a nowhere and b to dark places and um uh sort of the response to um uh the, the response that you're seeing both in the u.s and around the world to um to uh the the uh, the directions that, that that she's led his country um in the past decade so um yeah i'm I'm pessimistic. You know, we had Alan Estevez uh, in an interview late this year uh, when asked by Martin Rassler of CNAS, like, what uh, are you guys considering doing this for other uh, technologies? And he goes, yeah, we meet every week talking about this. So, um, you know, it's not just chips. It's, um, it's, you know, has the potential to spread to every, you know, quote unquote, force multiplying technology uh, that, um, that that's going to be coming down the pipeline. And you know, we're also looking you at the presidential it on, election in 2024, where you know this stuff could be turned up another notch by having a uh, a, a Republican in the White House. So
1: you you, um, you heard it here first on China Talk, uh, because the plow is the biggest force multiplier of of human productivity in history. It might be sanctioned.
2: So, oh my God, that would be great. Um, so I I was I was gonna say. Um. Yeah, definitely. We started with Huawei. I feel like that was the prologue to what this like, like, well, I'm going to keep using the vibes word. Okay. The vibes were bad. They're definitely way worse now. And now I would say, yeah, we, we hit the, like, this is economic war as a vibe. Um, but I think when we look back in history, we can definitely point out to 2022 as being the year it really all began, like the delineation between the supply chains, the thought process that, hey, both you know both of these countries are going to have to have completely separate supply chains they already have separate internets right like in many ways the the cultures like like by not being able to even interact with each other directly like we've been pulling away from each other for a long time and i think that that is um i think that that's that is definitely the biggest story i it's bigger than semiconductors but i feel like it percolated up through semiconductors and um Yeah, you're talking about other industries. I think they're doing a call for um, like a call for like essentially a chips act version for like the biopharma industry. So like which is which is another obviously huge force multiplier for the future. So they're they're thinking about this and this is just going to continue like there's no way like this trend is huge getting bigger. So, um, yeah, the biggest story of 2022 for sure. There's no way it couldn't be.
0: What else do we do? We didn't really argue. You're supposed to, like, argue on these shows.
2: Oh. Um, so, you're bro, wrong, tell Dylan. Me, why,
0: why the U.S.
1: shouldn't ban the plow? Tell me. It's the biggest force multiplier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is they probably... I mean, who knows, man? Maybe they'll ban some, like, tractors or something. Like, you, there's you definitely... Know, it's
0: like, like... But... Dylan's being facetious, but when you talked former Trump official they say we shouldn't trade with china like this is not like a completely fringe view that um you know anything any sort of like financial commercial arrangement between the us and china for some people in the sort of you know not super fringe american political universe think that like that's just the answer and um it's it's you know once the sort of like stage has been set and once you accept the logic that uh you know jake sullivan laid out in a september speech then um it's 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 hard to sort of draw the line of like actually where the break is um because i think sort of more and more industries are going to try to play the cards that um that the semiconductor industry did as dylan said with like look you know okay um our you know a our thing is super strategic it's going to change the world like you need to to win the future you need to win the thing that we're doing so please give us a lot of money and um you know make it don't like don't make it too hard for us to sell to China but like this is the deal and uh we're going to need to be compensated for the um, yeah. for the I, sort of for 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 the for the cut in in, in market share that will Amer- be inflicting on it uh, um
2: American industries want to eat their cake or have their cake and eat it too or something like that right yeah. like they want the they want the the subsidy plus the ability to sell to China conditionally until obviously we don't have to anymore. I feel like that's the that's like the the hard part is like these are bitter, bitter pills to swallow because yeah i, I american industry uh, industry interests are definitely always going to protect the profit pool, but um like that's just in their incentives, but over a very long period of time, it does feel like most of the businesses that are at risk that are are, are being done in China are at risk. So that's that's like um, a big takeaway for me, at least. I think I think like um, if you're if you're an investor thinking about investing in China, you should definitely consider about how terrifying it is that you know they're trying to you know we're doing economic war and cannon fodder is probably the financial flows between the two countries. So um, that's something I'm very Cognizant of and thinking about often is like you know if if there is a linkage, it should be discounted or maybe considered at risk like in in any way, shape and form. I mean that's just how this is going if we're doing economic war so
1: so Jordan said ban plows, Doug said, uh, we're going to short every u s listed Chinese company. there we go.
0: buddy,
2: <laughs> I am not against that
0: <laughs> want of ban plows I just said the logic goes there um but uh, no, so no, ban no, no, plows. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love to troll
1: so
0: Jordan Schneider. Ban plows.
1: <laughs> what, is, Global. what is
0: what is uh what is Bill Bishop he says? He says the aggregators, the aggregators. Don't aggregate me. I didn't say ban plows. Okay. Um uh what else? Uh anything you're looking forward to next year?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Uh I'm looking for the semiconductors to stop sucking. I think I think uh, you know, in if you're looking at the as a student of history. Uh, cycles usually end relatively quickly. So uh, I'm very interested in the semiconductor cycles. Uh, I'm interested in technology inflections. I think there's a lot of interesting things coming up. Uh, I'm interested in just better vibes in general and like, you know, crushing inflation and getting back to back back to this great old America economy instead of an energy crisis and all this stuff. Uh, Maybe a little bit of like normalization, you know, it'll be cool to have a few boring years.
1: Um, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to go to uh, Japan and Taiwan. I want to I want to I want to move there three months apiece. If those of you don't know me, I'm a digital nomad, and I've I've sort of done that in North America, a bit in South America. But you know, I want to go to Asia, you know, and I want to I want to live in Taiwan, and 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 I want to see the Chinese planes flying over, and and you know, so on and so forth. Right.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have some uh, sort of. I know we got listeners out there. We'll have some China Talk meetups in Absentia um or who knows maybe i'll make it to asia in 2023 fingers crossed uh, doug oh, oh oh so last thing so so um uh, at the end of chips and vendors we tried to have a uh um uh we tried to find a, a chips wrap which we couldn't do but in between now and then a uh, gpt chat gpt exists so we are going to live asking to make some bars and you will hear me rap oh thank god um, for a, I I for was worried that Doug was going to do it, so that's good. That's not him for a, for a holiday surprise. Okay, so which which rapper do you, in what's st- in what style of rapper do you want our 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 lines of to... Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, of course, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dogg. Rap about uh, lyrics song about okay. So which song? It's better when it does like uh like to the tune of drop it like it's hot. Okay. God, this is terrible. Is this the most embarrassing <laughs> thing I've done on this podcast? I think so. Uh,
2: I, I believe in higher hives for you, man. Next year you have so many more embarrassing opportunities. <laughs> it's, it's still
0: loading. Ugh, <laughs> they need to buy more... This is so good. <laughs> it 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 got a little confused because it's like uh it's not all drop it like it's hot. There's like uh, kind of like influences from other Snoop Talk songs, but just do it do it until I'm it's bad. It. Okay, say. So, Snoop Dogg in the house and I'm coming real snicks. Talking about semiconductors, baby, get with it. Silicon and germanium, they make my flow sick. Electrons moving like they supposed to, they don't miss. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Semiconductors keeping it poppin', never gonna stop. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it <laughs> like it's hot. Powering up my circuits, baby, make them voltage drop. P type, N-type, fire. they make a perfect pair. Connected together, they make a transistor, yeah. amplifying, single-switching on and off. Semiconductors, baby, they never gonna flop. Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Semiconductors keep it popping, never gonna stop. Okay, the chorus is bad. Uh, verse Dude, number that's three. so fire. Computer Dude, chips and microprocessors, good. they run the show. Semiconductors making things go, they make it grow. Smartphones, a the laptop, they make it all work. Semiconductors, baby, they never gonna shirk. Drop like it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Powering up my circuits, baby. Make them voltage drop. Drops. <laughs> Happy New Year!
1: <laughs> Dude, to make the voltage drop, I was like, that is so fire. <laughs> P N transistors? Oh, man. The, 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 the beginning Dude. was just, oh, my goodness. Talking about silicon uranium and silicon epitaxy, dude. Come on,
2: and like, uh, yeah, and it's like, like, in, like, increase the flow of my electrons. I'm like, yo, dude, this is fire! Oh my god, that was really good.
0: Do we have to do another one? No, we can't do another another, another one. Yeah,
2: well, the other thing, too, the other thing, too, is for you, man, you have content till we have content till kingdom come, chat GPT, a new rap every single time.
1: Is that is that your oh, new? Oh man, sh- that's amazing!
2: Your, your, Thank your, you so much. you
0: have on your podcast has to make. I'm going to do a chat rap, rap. Oh my god! If this is my new shtick, I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for it's it. It's good.
2: It's a great shtick, dude. It's a great shtick. I'm about it. Okay. So, congratulations. AI wins.
0: Happy New Year! Subscribe to try to Talk. Subscribe <laughs> to Transistor Radio. Subscribe to Semi Analysis. <laughs> Subscribe to knowledge i guess i don't know yeah whoa don't too much
2: money already. you <laughs> tell me talk about dylan dude <laughs> anyways thank you so much for coming out it was fun
3: No cap, no cat no, no cap. that fake, fake ass fake ass Kiss back, kiss back. No cat no no cap. fake ass fake ass。I don't you know it's not in is got you park you when don't gallery let's go just in your and then you got the mo, yeah, Kiss back, kiss back, no cat, no cat, is that fake ass fake ass Kiss back, kiss back, no cat, no cat, that yeah, fake ass, fake ass cats. What's next level long time flow rush to go your knees, Hey baby, way just get my way way crazy and so did pay for me and like can make more fit nothing just on me my right way